Welcome to episode 51 of the Waveback Music Podcast. My name is Chris. And I'm Matt. And we're here to listen to the most interesting video game music there is. What you were just listening to is a song called Join Us for a Bite by JT Music. It's not actually from a video game, but it's inspired by one. And that's because tonight we're getting in on Geekade's Creators Month to celebrate some of our favorite video game related music. And to help us do that, we're joined by the Stone Age Gamer Podcast's Dan Ryan. Hey! So hold on tight. This might just be the weirdest, most diverse episode of Waveback yet. This is the Creators Month special. So Dan, welcome to uh, welcome officially to uh, an episode of the Waveback podcast. You know, we did that one Waveback that was a SAG episode, and now we're we're doing a straight up you on Waveback. Welcome, which is pretty sweet. Like we've been trying to do this for like. 48 years now at least uh, like let's let's get oh, let's do this one i'm like yeah totally and then it doesn't happen and then you record it without me anyway which is fine i'm not hurt a, a lot i mean a bit i was hurt because you weren't there for metroid i was sad i know i wanted Why you there, I for there? was i sick that night did i have the plague did the kids have the plague it's possible Somebody had plague. there's a lot of plague in your house there really is i have school-aged children <laughs> Well, let's just keep on moving on. I guess just a general uh, uh, upfront piece here. Matt and I typically try to keep this show relatively PG-13, but... Mm. Um, I, <laughs> Doesn't really go that way. And I, I feel assume, like this is directed at me, Chris. It is not directed specifically at you, although, you know, warning ahead of time that this there's, there's lyrics in some of these songs that are uh, uh, a tad on the racier side than we usually... Uh, roll out here on wave back uh and one of them was mine so it's it just hey, is the way too. it is yeah that's true yeah. we're all we're all a little guilty here tonight so if you have small children um that listen to this show for some reason first thanks uh and, <laughs> <laughs> and second uh you probably uh have them skip this episode so I, to be fair chris yeah. i got the first guns and roses tape when i was in first grade so i feel like if i could be listening to appetite for destruction at 6 I Other don't disagree with you because I think uh, can listen to this show. Six year olds should absolutely. I'm thinking like three year olds. You know, maybe three year olds shouldn't be listening to Brental Floss. No, even even that I, I disagree. I I skip I skip some tracks when when John's around. I, I do I do. <laughs> I let him listen to the the one Brental Floss song, the Yoshi's Island one, because mm. uh, it's clean and it's awesome and it's it makes him happy because he loves Yoshi's Island. But. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so so what we're doing, what we're here for. Uh, so so we did this thing on the Stone Age Gamer podcast, uh, Creators Month, and uh, we kind of branched it out to the rest of the site. Nobody else really picked up on it. Um, my wife wrote an article that's uh, based on loving creators, and uh, that's kind of cool. But we did some some great interviews on the Stone Age Gamer podcast, uh, including two of my favorite uh, online musicians, uh, Banjo Guy Ollie and Poop Poop Fart. And uh, mm-hmm. I... Uh, just saying you know, ahead of time, they are my my favorites, but since we interviewed them on SAG, I kind of wanted to steer away from them and, and hit up some other things that just would never come up otherwise for, for my personal choices. And uh, so what we did was we all picked um, songs that are by creators that are inspired by video game music and not specifically songs in games, as it were. If they are, there's some sort of cover that's uh, some sort of interesting situation there. They're all these kind of weird stuff. And uh, me, Dan, and Matt all picked three tunes, and we're going to go in order of uh, Matt, me, and Dan. 
And uh, we're just going to loop through our songs and listen to them and discuss them like we do on this show because that's the point of the show. So, Because that's how the show works. That I'm is really glad show. things haven't changed since I did the show last. Indeed. <laughs> also, if you're listening to this expecting it to be uh, Streets of Rage, um, bad things happen. <laughs> the, yeah, uh, I'm really mad about that. We recorded this excellent uh, Streets of Rage episode and then Matt's audio uh, just went and poofed. So uh, we tried mm-hmm. desperately. There was actually a big, long, like, trying to recover it situation. Where We're still cr- technically in the process, actually. Yeah, we, we, if we don't re-record the episode before we successfully yeah. extract the old one. Um, so uh, we, we didn't just forget about Streets of Rage. No, it, no, we it, didn't. We, we totally will. Didn't. It's, it, it's back in the queue. It's going to happen one of these days. It's just a yeah. you know, matter of... Matter of moving on, because we have our special guest, and we have this really cool idea, and I'm I'm stoked about this playlist. I've been listening to it all day long, and uh, there's just some crazy awesome stuff on here. So um, <laughs> we're going to start with Matt's first track. Why don't you tell us about the first song we're listening to tonight? <clears throat> so uh, some time ago, we did the um, music from stores, and of course, we you and I both came um, on the agreement that the Wii Channel music is some of the best music known to man. Um <laughs> And and this is no exception. This is going to be a cover of that music, uh, except it's done by a saxophone quartet, which is actually just one kid playing all four saxophones using, you know, uh, if you see the video on YouTube, which is where I found it, you'll see him sitting in four different chairs and he does like a faux interaction with the other guys. And, mm. you know, it's kind of cute, but it's it's done premiere in the whole nine. And it's four saxophones doing the me channel music and i i can't think of a better way to kick off this episode uh than that i could not agree more so who is this by oh uh what's his name barry s barry s is that the youtube uh name he goes by i believe that is indeed the youtube name he goes by i believe uh do you know anything else about this guy what else has he done and is there any other youtube stuff by him that we should be aware of um his no i don't actually i didn't i didn't think that far ahead (laughs) (laughs) i mean if you've been if you've been listening to this show with me on it you realize i don't really do much work and all my stuff is pretty much on the fly uh so yeah i didn't i didn't think to really look into him um it looks like he's just got a handful of other uh You know, cool saxophone covers, which is kind of neat. Yeah, not not a whole not a whole mess of stuff going on. I mean, the thing's got near near two million views, so yeah, because it's pretty great. Yeah, that's something to be said. All right, well then, let's jump right into our first track of the evening, which is the extremely creatively titled "Me Channel Music," but it's played by a saxophone <laughs> quartet by Barry S. Enjoy. Thank you. 
So that is Me Channel Music, but it's played by a saxophone quartet <laughs> by Barry S. And uh, I think that was a really good choice. That's, I mean, look, the original Kazumi Totaka version of that is ingrained in, I would say, an entire generation's head. You know, I mean, who didn't get a Wii and then spend a crap load of time just on the Me Maker channel, right? Oh, of course. And And, you know, this music is just, was it was just there and it kept repeating and it was always awesome and ah just it again just reminds me of how much I loved the the Wii's interface on like that you know when we first got it and it was jumping on the Wii Shop channel and doing this and the 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 weather channel and the news channel and ah, so so crazy <laughs> your head is exploding with all like the new stuff you're like I can get a weather channel oh, I can spin the globe. <laughs> <laughs> Look how far video games have come. I know, seriously. Remember where you come from, kids. Don't ever forget your heritage. Yes, indeed. Now, this is it's such a great song <laughs> and this is a pretty solid uh, pretty solid cover of it. It's a pretty, you know, bare bones, obviously. It's it's four saxophones. It's not really adding much to it other than just changing the instrumentation because the original version was uh, more string-based. Uh, you know, all synthesizers obviously cuz you know, whatever, but, but, <laughs> uh, it's, it's a nice, nice little cover. I, I guess I don't really have a whole ton more to say about it than it's like just a freaking catchy I don't catchy think there's tune. much to say about it. One, one soprano, one alto, one tenor, one Barry sax. By the way, the guy's name is Barry S. I wonder if the S stands for saxophone. Oh, but <laughs> Barry tone set. Oh man. It very well might. I don't know if that's his real name. <laughs> <laughs> that guy is cheeky. Ooh, mm-hmm. Cheeky bugger. <laughs> so, yeah, all the, the YouTube links for all these songs are going to be in our uh, uh, show notes, by the way. Mm-hmm. BT dubs, as for the kids say, right? Do the kids pleasure. say that? I don't know. My mm. wife says it. Does she? I say is it your I... wife a child, Chris? No. Wait a second. <laughs> what? kind of a show are you running over here? Is this what you do without me? Pass. <laughs> Hard pass. Sorry, let's move on to uh, our next track. And our next track is my first pick of the evening. And this is a song that I I found. So my friend uh, Julie was uh, diagnosed with cancer a while back and she had a, she uh, went into remission and so she went into a um, right. Remissions when it comes back, right? No, remissions when it goes no, away. Remissions when it goes away. Yeah, correct. She was yeah. in remission and then it came back, and so she was in this round of treatments. And I told her that what I really wanted to do was every day for a week, 
I was going to send her a ridiculous YouTube video of somebody doing something stupid with video game music. Nice. And so I had like a handful of good ones right off the top of my head, and I just started doing searches for like cool video game covers, and this one wound up being brought to my attention. This is, uh, it's called In Another Castle by Jimmy Wong. Um, I had was unfamiliar with Jimmy Wong before this, uh, but I've since, you know, looked him up and poked around uh, his his YouTube channel. He's most famous for uh, Ching Chong, Asians in the Library, <laughs> which, uh, <Wow>. if you remember, <laughs> there was a, it was like this really racist video that came out of this, like, woman who was just like, so pissed she was this college kid who was so pissed off at these asian guys for talking on their phones in the library just like ah and they just went ching chong ling long ting tong and so this guy jimmy wong wrote this uh love song response so with like ching chong means i love you and it's it's actually quite brilliant <laughs> he's also uh he's acts in the uh the video game high school web series which i've I, heard I love of that series it's it's a fantastic series if you haven't seen it it's nah, short, I, I've not, but it's really good. And he's also on a podcast himself called The Command Zone. It's a Magic the Gathering podcast. Uh, hmm. So, so this song, I, I absolutely adore this song. It's a, it's kind of a cover of the, like an acapella cover of the Super Mario Brothers theme. Uh, what, what gives it its unique flavor is that most of the acapella sounds that he uses are names of characters and things in the game. Like, you know, he'll sing Goomba and he'll sing Babam. Uh, and you know, eventually there's there's some lyrics added in there. So I guess just kind of kind of listen to it and see what you can pick out. It's also just it's 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 melodically wonderful. It is a very joyous little tune and it makes me extraordinarily happy to listen to. So uh, here we go. Let's listen to In Another Castle by Jimmy Wong. by Jimmy Wong and it makes me smile every single time I listen to it. 
That was that fantastic. Was awesome. <laughs> I feel like I've wasted my life now. <laughs> it's so well, like what makes that so awesome is that it's so um it's so obvious yet still so clever. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it makes all the sense. <laughs> That's great, man. The uh the, the the harmonies are just so pleasant. The when he when he was doing the the step downs with the goombas is mm-hmm. so nice and it's not part of the original song. It's just a, it's it has so much interesting stuff layered on top of, you know, the original Koji Kondo composition and it's just incredibly smart and really really gorgeous and just joyous and and happy. It's just one of the reasons I put brought it here and the main reason I said it to Julie to make her feel better and uh it's it's just a wonderful wonderful tune. Yeah, I I agree like uh there's a very small soft spot in my heart for acapella music cuz it can go it can be really great or it can be really grating. And, <laughs> and, very true. Yeah, and but but that was that was good. It was like uh like Dan said it was so simple and yet so obvious and, and but it definitely had um I think it was long enough. I think that's where I draw the lines like uh oh, all right, I'm I'm tired of this. Like acapella <laughs> is is great in theory to me sometimes. Mm. But but that was it was definitely very good. I I fantastic. If it's just him, it's just him doing all the vocals I assume. Yeah, yeah, it's just own, him. Yeah, his own harmonies and stuff. That's great harmonizing with yourself and layering and and stuff like that. Fantastic job. Yeah, this guy's this guy's very talented. I uh, I I you know went, hopped on iTunes and bought this track because it was an option, and I was like, yeah, this this deserves my dollar fifty or whatever the hell it is to <laughs> nice. listen yeah. to on my iPod as much as I want. It's 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 just wonderful. Better man than I am, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> well, I'm really glad you guys like that one. Yeah. All right, Dan, you're up. Uh, let me just I'll. This song surprised <laughs> the hell out of me because I have. Very little interest in what it comes from, but I've right, yeah. So go ahead, t- talk to us about this. So, um, one of the things about uh, my kids is that they don't listen to traditional, um, like pop music that you would expect an eight year old to listen to. Mm-hmm. Right? They they don't they couldn't pick out a Justin Bieber song if you played it for them. Like they they. They don't know Justin Timberlake, like, you know, whatever you might think traditionally little white girls listen to. <laughs> it's not it's not what and I know that sounds terrible, but it's true. So whatever um, they don't listen to any of that. What they listen to are all of these different fan songs for video games. Um, and there is a whole uh just plethora of them on YouTube of, you know, Five Nights at Freddy's songs and Minecraft songs and mm-hmm. Undertale and Cuphead now. There's a ton, like, just all of this different stuff. And the surprising thing about it is that some of them are really good. And this one in particular came out before uh, the the second to last Five Nights at Freddy's game came out called Sister Location. And um, it is by JT Music, who has done a ton of uh, FNAF songs earlier. But this one has um, a a featured singer. Uh, Her name is Andrea Storm Caden. And she has the most angelic voice uh, that I think has ever sung about 
Uh, animatronics murdering children. <laughs> I imagine there's not a big market for that. I, you're probably not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but even so, after you hear this, I think you'd be hard-pressed to find someone better. Who could, <laughs> who could do it better? All right, that's fair enough. I mean, I'm not going to lie. It doesn't make me want to play Five Nights at Freddy's, but it makes me glad that it exists because it makes this means that this song exists. True it, story. It's, I, I love it to pieces, and it's one of those things where, like, my kids were like, Daddy, we want to show you this video. We want to show you this video. I was like, fine, show me the damn video. All right. That's, uh, I'll look at this out of one bloodshot eye while I'm looking at something else over here because I'm tired. I haven't slept. You know, whatever. And I was like, oh, wait, this is good. Like, this is actually just good. Well done, you. There you go. Parenting done right. That actually happened to me last night uh, to a lesser degree. Um, but we, John and I were just kind of poking around on the Internet, and uh, we were looking at YouTube, and the new uh, this uh, guy does these crazy awesome domino videos of like video uh-huh. game things. They just put this Yoshi one up. And I was like, I was looking at something else that I was ready to go for. He's like, go back to the Yoshi Domino video. I was like, all right, fine, I'll go back to it. Because, I mean, I think they're awesome, too. Just I was that's not what I was looking for. But it turns out that the music in that Yoshi Domino video is freaking awesome. And uh, I actually almost took one of my songs off tonight and replaced it with that. Because it's (laughs) it's this crazy clever cover of Yoshi's Island music that fits the map screen music into the main flower garden theme. And I don't know why I never thought to do that because it fits so well. It's ridiculous. But anyway, neither here nor there. It's time for us to listen to (laughs) Dan's first pick of the night. This is Join Us for a Bite by JT Music. Enjoy. Don't even know your name But your 
Unbelievably good. <laughs> Join us for a bite right? by JT Music. Where do you even begin with that? It's. I'll tell you where to begin. That <laughs> reminds me so much of the the song by Gladys at the end of um, Portal One. Like it's this very upbeat music, but it's Gladys, the machine that's been trying to kill yeah. you. And uh, you know, she's like, "I was only kidding." And. <clears throat> I'm, I was joking. Sorry. Come back. I promise. And it's like, it's almost the same message. Like, Hey, you know, join the animatronic freak show. We're going to come kill you. Like, come on. It's going to be yeah, fun. Like it, it does this really amazing job of like summarizing the, the storylines of the, the previous four at that point, five nights at Freddy's games. Yeah. Um, of like, you know, the, cause the, there's so much, um, uh, like, fan created mythos surrounding right. the games mm-hmm. um and it does such a good job of like capturing all of that in this really friendly and upbeat and poppy and just incredibly well done song um it's just it's amazing like one of the things i really love about it is the i think the very clever use of um vocal effects mm-hmm. at certain points absolutely um it just comes in and it gets kind of that robotic um tinge to the voice and like it's just it's i i was i was blown away at the quality of this stuff and then like going back and looking like through the rest of the jt music stuff and there's other people out there try hard ninja is another one um and like these songs it's it blows my mind that we live in a world now where um, fan-created music about video games is as good of a quality as anything else that's being put out. True. Mm-hmm. It's very true. Yeah. It's amazing. I, I adore this song. Uh, it, it stylistically reminds me of the Gorillas, actually. Uh, oh, I can see that. It's, yeah. It's the, the, the way that it incorporates the... 
I first off, you just you, you have to acknowledge the fact that the main melody, that the the happy part, is pure brilliant. It's just such a wonderful melody. The like that's oh, it's so, so dude it's so i walk catchy. around singing that all the time <laughs> like, all the time it's ridiculous but it's also got that really dark undertone to it like the part yeah. where it gets into the, the the kind of the minor stuff and it's really kind of eerie like and it it's it's it is perfect it's just and that's really where i think it differs from um still alive the the, the yes. portal song still, thank is you that, still alive you know por- uh, still alive is just it's it's pure happiness with this like twinge of evil behind it and this one kind of wore its it's evil a little bit more on the sleeve you know and then it just mm-hmm. goes right back into the happy thing like yeah it's all happy it's all good times you're gonna die <laughs> <laughs> it's got that that wonderful little um like reversing the record bit before it goes back into the um the happy parts yeah absolutely which is very cool it, it's it's just extraordinary thank you so much for bringing this to my attention because yeah, i mean that was awesome Anything Five Nights at Freddy, I'm I'm just kind of steering clear of because I have zero interest in that game. But right. uh, I so I never would have found this song otherwise. So this is this is a great track. Yeah, it's it's kind of crazy. Like all of the stuff that surrounds Five Nights at Freddy's, way better than the actual games. <laughs> <laughs> but kids love them, man. There was that dude. They they just eat them up. No it's insane. Intended. It is insane how obsessed with that my kids still are. Hmm. Like I thought I thought. It was a phase or something. Like we, yeah, we would have, like we would have passed it. You know, eight-year-olds are like, "I'm obsessed. This is the biggest thing in the world. What are you talking about? That sucks. It's this thing now." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like, Five Nights at Freddy's has stayed constant. They still have T-shirts for that in Coles, <laughs> dude. Can... They still talk about it. There's there are kids on YouTube right now making videos of them playing with the toys and like making stuff up. It's nuts, mm-hmm. man. And there's people, I mean this this came out like late last year. Yeah. I mean this is relatively a, a recent song. Yeah, I remember when I looked it up, I was like, "Oh wow, this is this is pretty new." Pretty yeah, awesome. uh, Sister Location came out in like Oh god, I want to say like I actually I have no idea when it came out. But like I want to say, like it was towards the end of the summer. Huh. That sounds right to me. I don't know. But then the newest one just came out too. Five Nights at Freddy's Six is out now. Like they just Scott they just Coffin keep is just cranking chucking these games out, man. <laughs> if it ain't making broke, all don't the money, fix it, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah dude, making all him. the money. He's a gajillionaire. <laughs> I wish. No doubt. Right. <laughs> just one. Just, just one. one. I just want. I don't even need a gajillion. Like a bazillion would be fine. <laughs> oh man. Okay, Matt. We're looping back around to you, and I yes, am sir. so glad you picked this because I, I forgot about this until like it's it's something that pops into my mind every now and then, and then I just kind of forget about it for a while. And when you you mentioned this, I like did a cartwheel. I was so happy. I can't actually do cartwheels. <laughs> I'll do them for you. It's cool. Uh, I'm so, really yeah, curious. What, t- what talk po- to us about this. Before we get into this, what about this pops into your head and then leaves your head? I'm very curious what aspect of what we're about to listen to. Uh, just the channel itself. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, not this specific one. I mean, oh, like, and, right, and, right, right, right. So, kudos to you for picking just one. <laughs> I well, love this channel so much. I think what ended up happening was uh, I said, you know what? I'm a big fan of these covers. Let me see what they have. And this was literally the first one that popped up. And I was like, done. I'm done. Perfect. That's it. I'm ready for <laughs> the show. I, I did all my homework. Um, 
So the channel we're talking about is uh, Floppatron. <laughs> and if you're not familiar with what Floppatron is, it is a collection of floppy disk readers, and they have been programmed to recreate music. And there's a couple of different channels because I've seen more intricate ones where they get really crazy. They involve laser jet printers and oh uh, yeah, yeah, I've ROM seen stuff readers like that. and stuff. And and you know, the obviously the more quote unquote instruments, the f more fidelity and dynamic to the tracks and stuff. But there's something about this particular Floppotron track, their version of of the song that really just like. There's just something about it that lends itself. It's old technology uh, used in a modern way to recreate a classic old song. So it's like this back and forth, back and forth, something old to do something new to do something old again. Uh, I mean, we're talking about machines like the old disk drives that went eh, when yep. they read a disk. Somebody has programmed them to change the pitch to make music. This is amazing. On top of changing the pitch, they've made music. Like Exactly. They, they programmed the do all this stuff. <laughs> there are beautiful, wonderful, talented people out there. And then there's the guy that works on Floppatron. So, <laughs> no, all jokes aside. So the, the track is, um, I'm going to butcher this. Coral Beliniki, Beliniki. It's it's the main theme. It's it's theme A to A type from Tetris, which and is actually a a, a real song uh, yes. that was adapted for Tetris. Yes, I'm I'm actually looking at some details, and I did not know that there were thirteen stanzas of lyrics. Bananas. Yep. I've never heard them. <laughs> I haven't either because obviously they're originally in Russian. So yeah. the translation into English is actually not. I, I haven't read anything really super funny, but it's kind of like, what? What, the, what the hell are you talking about? It's just kind of crazy that this, you know, this classic song is now worldwide, probably better known as the Tetris theme. <laughs> yeah, no, nobody knows the, the title. I When I read the title, I was like, yeah, OK, whatever. It's, te it's, it's, a, a, -type. it's a type. It's a Tetris probably. song. Yeah. Stop trying to. <laughs> Stop trying to put this up on a pedestal. <laughs> yeah, All right, let's uh, let's dive right in, gentlemen. This is <laughs> Korobeniki, the Tetris theme by the Floppotron. Enjoy.
All right, so here's the thing about this track. First off, if you watch just one video of any of the stuff we're talking about, <laughs> watch this one just because it's so amazing to see that these old machines are actually doing this. And second off, this is just straight up a really good arrangement of that mm -hmm. song. Like Yeah, absolutely. The the way that they the, the dynamics of it, the dr the quote-unquote drums which is just clicking I, they look like hard drives, I think. Uh absolute insanity that's bananas <laughs> there there is a great uh, uh i don't think i even paid attention on my first listen uh but there is a great kind of drum beat to it that's almost uh how do we, it it complements it i don't know if it was intentional or if it's a byproduct of um old hardware just doing its thing but it was it 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 accompanies it so well that it you don't uh think and that's probably why i didn't notice it the first time i didn't think about it it's definitely, I mean, it's it's far more dynamic than, you know, the original Game Boy rendition of it. It's, yeah. you know, it just kind of goes all over the place and the the weird little, like, swooshy notes. And, I mean, really, it's it's the percussion and, and the dynamics that they added to this song that really impressed me. Because even if this was being played on actual instruments, it would still be just a really impressive arrangement of this song. And the fact that it's done on freaking floppy disk drives and... And the fact that this is even listenable is still just it's it's so hard to wrap my head around and yet here here we are like totally fine with putting this on an audio podcast because I really do think that it works as something to listen to even without the visuals. I mean obviously it's better with the visuals because that's part of the fascination of it, but mm -hmm. um I, I think it works well enough as just something to listen to because it's it's amazing to me. It's it's completely and totally amazing. If, if I may read a little bit of these lyrics, because I'm skim, skimming them. Now, this is the English translation. <laughs> Please there's do. A, there's, in the fifth stanza, <laughs> I, uh, you know, the fifth stanza reads, Katya is haggling with care. She is afraid to pay too much. A lad is kissing his last, asking her to raise the price. <laughs> like, some of these, <laughs> like, what is happening right now? Oh man, these are these are some interesting lyrics. If you get a chance, go to the go to the Wikipedia for the page. Read read up on these lyrics. The the, uh, the life the life and times of citizens in Saint Petersburg just sounds fascinating. Yeah. <laughs> in in let's see, eighteen sixty one. Oh goodness! Well, to be fair, um, if I'm not mistaken, it, what it's saying here is that the song is actually based on a poem of the same name by. Uh, Nikolaya Nikorozov, Razov. Oh, Nikoroso. I mean, of course. Yeah. Classic. Yeah. Which was first printed in a Russian magazine. I'm not going to attempt to pronounce in 1861. <laughs> Word. What was it called? Collusion. <laughs> oh, <laughs> zing. Oh, topical. <laughs> so so did you really think we could make it an entire episode <laughs> with me? And none of. All right, I'll stop. Speaking <laughs> of you, you're up next. Um, I know nice. you're taking us out of order. I am. You are. Yeah. Oh wow, I you am. Went, Matt, you, me. Now Matt, me, you. I, which is fine. Yeah, yeah. What the hey? Let's let's stick with it. I don't care. <laughs> I already started right. talking about it, so so let's let's do it. So um, I really feel, and Chris, I don't know that you're gonna get this reference, but I feel like Mega Ran is the Kenny Omega of underground <laughs> nerdcore hip-hop. And I say that because he's the best in the world, yet somehow not on top of it. 
just for you, Matt. I appreciate so, that. <laughs> I really do. Um, Mega Ran or Random, uh, as he is also known sometimes, is an underground um, hip hop MC from uh, originally from Philly, and uh, his his real name is Raheem Jamil Jarbo. Um, he has been doing for uh, probably I think I've been listening to like Mega Ran stuff for like. 15 years or so now wow it might even be going back farther than that but he is a huge huge Mega Man fan and this track that we're going to listen to is probably my favorite Mega Man influence song that he's done um mostly because I I don't know that I I, I could imagine a better usage in a hip-hop song of the Splash Woman theme than what is done in this track. It is really quite impressive. It's fantastic. Mechoran is also a very nice guy. I have met him a couple of times at conventions. Um, he is nice. a super nice guy. Yeah, I haven't met him yet. Like, every time he's been at a convention that we've been at, I have, like, just missed him every time. I don't, like, and he's one of those dudes where I'd be like, I love your stuff, man. Like, I don't even know what I would say. <laughs> you would you know, nerd like, out hard? Nice. I would nerd out hard, man. Like, I really have. I Somebody gave me, <clears throat> back in the day, like, working at a GameStop, somebody gave me, like, uh, a Mega Ran, or it might have even been under random, um, like, but, like, a for real mixtape. Mm. Like, yo, I just got this mixtape. It's awesome. You need to check this out. And, like, I had to go home and, like, find a tape player to, like, listen to it. <laughs> and it was amazing. Like, it was so cool. And I've been a huge fan ever since. And this track is is killer. Well, then let's, uh, let's not put it off any longer. Here is Splash Woman by Mega Ran. Not a small time thing Got me on the case like I'm Sherlock Holmes My tone kinda messed up from what I've been saying And what I've been hearing Got me not knowing what to believe in I was brazen Battling bosses The record is flawless Zero losses Till I came across this Stunning young piece Who resided at the bottom of the sea And she Told me her name was Flash Woman Beautiful but deadly She was mad cunning Had a voice that could soothe the savage Beast of physique was way above average Magic the way she got me in a spell your lockdown, sort of like a cell, but I got a mission that I can't afford to fail, but girl, I got a secret to tell, um, I don't know how to say this, so I'ma just say it, that you're my favorite, even underwater, I'm enchanted by your fragrance, you're nothing to play with, won't you be my baby, or maybe we can get up out of this land, and maybe get a bite somewhere, my dear, even though she knew the truth about Rand, I had a feeling she wouldn't understand, yo, I got a chance, I thought I was in love before, but I love you more, so baby, come aboard and go away with me, so I can make you see what you mean to me, and baby, we can be free. Years I get that feeling, feeling like I'm about to hit that ceiling. But I can't cause it's time for spikes. And when I reached the lair and it was time to fight, I couldn't do it. Pumped out like Ashton's victim. It's 
started singing and I had to listen It was lovely what she sang the first came All of a sudden the mission changed, insane She told me about her true purpose She used to save victims that fell through the surface A few days ago the contract expired And she was scheduled to be thrown into the fire And while they gave her a reason to live So now she gotta do what he says She shed a tear and said she don't understand I gotta stick to the plan, I owe everything to this man So please make a friend, don't take it personal Cause it hurts, I know, I'll make it worse, you know But he saved me, baby, to turn my back on Wild it could be just plain crazy She said it's the only way it can end Let the battle begin, man, we can't be friends So my heart sunk slow as the lair door closed Through the mega buster cause it's time to roll Here we go I thought I was in love before, but I love you more So baby, come aboard and go away with me So I can make you see what you mean to me And baby, we can be So the battle was on and it was fierce She hit me in the side and left the armor pierced On the command the fishes attacked me I cocked the mega buster and hit him exactly But the battle took a turn that was odd Every time I fired the shots she didn't dodge She took each blast from the arm cannon Smiled at me as every shot was landing At first I didn't know what she was planning And suddenly I started understanding I think she letting me win, giving me what I need so I can get to the end By the 17th hit, she began to stagger, fell to the ground, so I ran and grabbed her Looked her in the eyes as she tried to laugh, pulled me close and handed me her staff I said I wish I didn't have to be like this, I'm thinking he might miss her if she be my miss She said don't be foolish, you gotta do this, let the whole city know what the truth is Boy you got stuff to do, I said girl I would've gave it all up for you I feel invincible when I'm holding you But as far as love goes, I'm over too I thought I was in love before But I love you more So baby, come aboard and go away with me So I can make you see what you mean to me And baby, we can be free Splash Woman by Mega Ran, and uh, I mean, I love the original Splash Woman tune. Uh, oh, it's from... great. It's probably the best song, I think, out of that game. Ooh, I don't know, man. Mega Man 9's got some good music. It does, but the hook in that one, like the, the that melody line is just so cool, and it fits the stage so perfectly it's it it's just does. brilliant it's also very unique for a piece of Mega Man music like it, it really it, is it sounds uh oh boy I can't think of the game that it reminds me of but it, it definitely does not sound it sounds 
not quite like other Mega Man music, which is one of the reasons I like it so much. But I mean, it's got a little bit of like a Wild Arms kind of feel to it. It does. There's definitely another NES song though, where the there's that the there's that sounds like something else. And, <laughs> oh, I wish I could remember what it was. Oh, uh, Gorf, Zaxxon. No, 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 definitely not that. <laughs> oh, you really pulled that out of your ass. <laughs> Gorf wasn't on NES, Dan. I know. How very <laughs> dare you? How very dare I? <laughs> no, I, this, dude, like I said, I I love Mega Ran stuff. And this one, I think, is my favorite track he's ever done. It's so good. The lyrics are awesome. Like, there's so, the lyrics are so good in this. And, like... Ah, man, I just, this is just a good hip-hop song. Like, taking out the fact that it's video game related, like, this is just a dope song. Like, I just really like it. I, I agree. I really, really liked this. It's a little outside of my wheelhouse, which I was going to say, you're not, you're not a big hip-hop guy, I'm not a Chris. big hip-hop guy, but this is just really good. Like, I've listened to this one a couple of, I said, I listened to this whole track list a couple of times today, and this is... This is just good stuff. I just really, really digging on it because it's it's strange because the Splash Woman stage music is already slower than a lot of Mega Man music is, right. and this slows it down even more, which shouldn't work as well as it does, but it works really well. It really does. It's very clever. I think accompanied with that beat, though. Um, yeah, it's such a good beat. It's yeah, so good. It's so simple. The it's like it's like um old hip hop, the boom bap. They call it boom bap. So it's it boom, is. It's bap, it's like boom, boom, bap. It, like when we were kids. It's mm -hmm. like listening to like Lords of the Underground, dude. Dude, you said Lords R of the Underground, dude. Like, <laughs> dude, it's it's a it's. But it reminds me so no, much. I'm praising you for saying Lords of the Underground's <laughs> first record with Chief Rocka, Sleep for Dinner in the Underground. That was one of my oh, favorite hip hop records, dude. It's out of control. Oh, good. All right, so new good. podcast. Lords of the Underground. This is what we're talking about. Every week we just cover one song. Dude, I'm so, I am all in. You I am all in like Cody, dude. A hundred percent. Well, no, then you know, really not to sidetrack this, but then you know we have to do for Halloween, Grave Diggers. Oh, absolutely, hands down. Dude, that first Grave Diggers record, so good. Like they all, they kind of like stepped down after that, but that first Grave Diggers mm. record, I I wrote about it actually yes, for, you uh, did. for the Thirty One Days of Halloween. Of Halloween. Yeah. Oh, it prompted I, that article prompted me to listen oh, to it all over again. Dude, it's so good. It's <laughs> uh, like that that old school hip hop. Yes. Like, come on, Drake. Nothing, dude. You got nothing on Mega Ran. No. Nothing. I, 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 having never heard Mega Ran before, this is, I, I I intentionally don't listen to the tracks beforehand. Um, right. So that way right. I, I get that in the moment. Like this is what I feel right now. This is the first time I've ever heard Mega Ran's name ever. And then on top of it, to to come out the gate with a track like this is really, really good. You're right. The lyrical content's great. His flow is great. The backbeat is great. The music they chose to sample is great. It's just a great track. So now, tomorrow, my way to work, I'm going to just be listening to Mega Ran. That's You're going to awesome. be freaking thrilled because, like, like, like yeah. Dan said, I'm not even a big hip-hop guy, and every single thing I've ever heard of Mega Ran's has been awesome. That's so I, I look forward to tomorrow morning. I can't wait. <laughs> He's the best, man. He is the best. And like anytime we can convert one more person <laughs> to the church of Mega Ran. Oh yeah, twist my arm. <laughs> right? You know? But he really is. I, I really I am I am firm in my uh my he is the Kenny Omega of underground hip hop. I'll I'll I will um I'll second that motion. All right. 
So do you hear that, boys and girls? Go listen to Mega Ran. Do just, it. Just go listen to him. Do it. And watch awesome. Kenny Omega matches. Yes, do that too. <laughs> Golden Kenny Lovers Omega. reunited. Golden Lovers reunited, and it feels so good. So good. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Uh, All right, we're going to take a hard right turn here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a bit. A bit of a hard right. Um, hey, who's, whose pick is it? This is mine. We, oh, played, okay. we played. We played a little out of order. Yeah. Um, well, the the list shows it correctly. Oops. Your, li- your list is out of order, buddy. Yeah, my list is out of order. All right. And you know what? I'm actually kind of glad we went this route because I really like this being in between the, these two. That tracks. and then what's after it? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Buffer. So perhaps? I'm not going to say a lot about this beforehand, um, especially since I know Matt hasn't listened to it yet. Mm-hmm. So let me just introduce you to um, this is by Sukoji, who uh, I'll I'll talk more about afterwards. Mm-hmm. And this is a, a cover of a song from Donkey Kong Country Two <laughs> called Snakey Ch- Snakey Shanty, as played on Kazoo. <laughs> Enjoy. <laughs> So the the name of this particular chunk of his channel is called Kazood, which is what he just yells at the end there. I can't uh, I can't think of anything better to follow Mega Ran. I... Listening to the two of you laugh at that nonsense. made my freaking night. I, as always, don't listen to this stuff. I go in with a very open mind and and open ears, and wow, I laughed myself into a headache. I, I truly have a headache right now because I laugh so hard. 
That was and, and so much that fun. That was adorable. <laughs> it was. It really was. Matt, do you know who wrote that song? Oh, uh, as a uh, David Weiss. David Weiss. Yeah. I fit him Wise, into another Wise. episode. Yeah, Jesus, I knew you man. would. He shoehorns. Don't worry. We have a we have a running gag. Um, <laughs> I'm the act razor guy. He's the David Wise guy. So, oh, fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. I man, that was the 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 bat like part that they got in there. Like, was ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> that was amazing. I mean, not for nothing. This guy's really good with a kazoo. Who is that good with a kazoo? Like, how Weird is Al Yankovic the only other person I could think of. Right? Like, yeah. And that is high praise. That's high. Yes, it is. Yes, it is high holy, praise. And like, holy. I mean, I, I love the original version of this song. To of tears. Oh, sure. It's, it's phenomenal. And... But this <laughs> this guy's channel <laughs> cracks me up, and this one this one I picked in particular because one, it's just it's just pure joy, <laughs> it's just pure stupid wonderful joy. Yeah, and um, this also has one of my favorite videos of his. It's probably one of the more the most produced videos on his channel because it's one of those things where it's you know splits into a bunch of different squares of him like playing the kazoo and doing all sure. the different parts but this one is like he's doing absolutely ridiculous dances in like every single one of these things like the kind of dances you would think would go along with this kind of music <laughs> like really crappy lindies and stuff oh my god it's yeah it's just all over the place like, like really ragdoll lindies like yes absolutely he's doing the one thing where he's like you know swinging his hands like he's running real fast or something like it's it's oh. <laughs> absolutely delightful i i love this to to tears and my kids love it when i put it on I, you know, my son always laughs whenever this this comes on because like he performs it so earnestly. <laughs> well, this is the kind of thing where I really feel that this is the life that you've chosen or that has been laid upon you. You owe it to everyone to do this <laughs> with your whole body. Yes, absolutely. You, just, yes. you need to put your whole fucking self into this. So, damn it, I made it this far without cursing. But congrats, you, really <laughs> you made... um. You made it about an hour, dude. Congrats, man. Good, good that's work. Impressive. Thank you. So, is well, I used to be a professional radio DJ in college. <laughs> I didn't would never have guessed. Either. But so the man. thing about Suko G is that he he also does a lot of stuff that isn't the the kazoo anymore. In fact, he has officially hung up his kazoo as of no. a um a few yeah, months no. back. No, I, I disagree, Suko nope. G. Bring it back. <laughs> Bring it <laughs> Try back. that again. <laughs> he uh, yeah he, he did this whole video about how he was like. Yeah, he never really imagined that when he started doing kazoo covers that it would turn into like the thing that he's known for. <laughs> and you know, so he's it happens that way. You don't you don't set out into the world to be the kazoo guy. It mm -hmm. finds you. Exactly. You you do not choose that thug life. Nope. That thug life. Let him know, Dan. It chooses you. It chooses mm -hmm. you. So but his other <laughs> stuff is is very impressive. This guy is extraordinarily talented and I can see how he would think to himself, like, I spent all this time writing all this original stuff, and uh, people just want to hear me do kazoo covers of video game songs. Like, all right, I get that. You're still really freaking good at the kazoo. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing changes that. Nothing changes that. And and he's he's got a ton of, of songs, and, like, some some really, really good ones. His uh, Angel Island Zone from Sonic 3 is, is uh, outstanding. Snake Man from Mega Man 3, uh, just so good. Um, but uh, this was this is my favorite one. 
of his. It's it's just my favorite track of his. It's so fun. It's so funny. The video is great, and uh, like I said, listening to the two of you laugh hysterically when this started up was just just absolutely made my night. Well, you're welcome, and thank you. I suppose is in order. Yeah. All righty. Uh, all right, Matt. This one's this one's going to require some explanation. So, because um, this is talk about outside of my wheelhouse. This is uh, so, just is pretty darn far out of my wheelhouse. So, all right. See. I thought I was bringing to the table something very outlandish, something very, um, very left of center, maybe even like not even in the stadium, I thought. And then uh, Dan showed up with Mega Ran and I was like, oh, okay, cool. Like an actual musical track with some level of skill that went into it. A lot of skill, by the way. But um, so there's this band by the name of Horse the Band. And um, yeah, right. And they are... (laughs) If I'm not mistaken, they're from, uh, Jesus Christmas, they're from California. Mm -hmm. And um, they became very popular because they would use 8-bit video game kind of chiptune stuff in their music. But they were also what people have dubbed them a metalcore band, which is things in the vein of like um, Killswitch Engage and Shadows Fall and, and stuff like that. <clears throat> new metal, if you will, new American metal, whatever. There's so many labels. But um, with the addition of the 8-bit video games, uh, sound effects and chiptunes and stuff, they unfortunately got uh, titled Nintendo Core, which was a joke. The front man, Nathan Winicky, uh, who writes all the lyrics for, their, for the material, uh, jokingly said Nintendo Core, and it's become a thing. And there are other Nintendo Core bands, too. Uh, I wrestled a bear once, uh, snakes for arms or something like that. Anyway, uh, so a lot of, so if you go through their catalog, which is about, I think, five full-length records and like two or three EPs, they're pretty much exactly what you would think from a band that does like metalcore slash Nintendo core music. So there's a handful of tracks like over the years throughout their records that are named after, um, you know, villains and video games uh, for example the track we're going to listen to tonight uh, is called house of booze as in or house of boo singular as in boo from mario brothers um but on that record is a song called uh birdo which is the villain from mario 2 which is a villain from mario 2 um you know they use samples from the wizard starring fred savage they have samples from the hobbit and stuff so you know they're kind of nerdy in their own right they do a lot of like uh I guess, um, callbacks to stuff and, and things like that. So this particular track, House of Boo, and I'm, I'm just going to read what was written on the Wikipedia because everything you read on the internet is, is factual. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Quote, the House of Boo holds reference to a stage and home of the ghost characters, Boo's, in several of the Mario video game series titles. It also includes the score used in the games. The song itself is actually about Nathan, the lead singer, Nathan's childhood, and an incident involving someone breaking into his home and the resulting trauma. So I thought, you know, we talked about things that reference old video game music and, uh, you know, use it and cover it and do all kinds of different things and remix. And I was like, you know what? This band does that sort of stuff. And I dug through, not that it was, again, twist my arm to dig through Horse the Band's catalog. But I found this one. I was like, this is perfect. And I'm going to apologize in advance because this is very aggressive. The track, (laughs) the band, they're very aggressive. So if you're not, you know, into this stuff, it can be like, oh, Jesus Christ, you know, what the hell? But 
I am a huge fan. I hope maybe this will turn you, you know, some of the listeners on to checking them out and, and stuff. A lot of the, a lot of the lyrical content for the records is very deep. A lot of it has to do with, um, Nathan's upbringing and childhood traumas and stuff like that. There's a song that he does. that's about, um, his estranged relationship with his stepfather and stuff. So anyway, I'm getting too deep, but, uh, yeah, man, this, this is house of boo off of, Oh, excuse me. House of Boo off of the third studio album from Horse the Band entitled The Mechanical Hand, released in 2005 on Combat Records. Uh, Enjoy, question mark? (laughs) (laughs) I say yes.
right, that was uh, The House of <laughs> Boo by Horse the Band. When did this album come out? This one came out in 2005, The Mechanical Hand. Right? Interesting. I've been trying to place something in this song, and I think I finally placed it. That bit at the end, that kind of chiptune bit at the end, mm-hmm. it sounds, I think it's Cave Story. Um, I mean, it very well could be. I haven't done enough uh, deep research into kind of their um I, I just their inspirations. can't exactly place it, but I feel like that little bit at the end, like it sounds so familiar. And Cave Story originally came out in 2004, so it's possible. Mm-hmm. There's just something about it that's that's so familiar to me. Like, I know the part that they're talking about that's that's supposed to be invoking the um the the haunted houses in Super Mario World. Mm-hmm. Um. Like that was that was very clear, but that bit at the end just sounds so familiar. And whether it's intentional or not, it's rem- I'm pretty sure I'd have to actually go back and listen to the track. It's reminding me of something out of Cave Story. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, again, the the guys using you know a lot of eight bit eight um, bit sound effects and eight bit uh, you know chip tune stuff throughout mm-hmm. the entire career of Horse the band. You can listen to you can pick up any record, and it's. It's a main instrument, just the way the guitar, it's guitar, bass, drums, and then this keyboard doing almost exclusively, you know, 8-bit <clears throat> uh, chiptune stuff. It's, it's, it's like their signature sound. Um, they're but, very yeah. cool. They're yeah. a very, yeah, they're, very, they're cool very cool band. Cool. And they remind me a lot of, um, and this might be lost on some of our listeners, um, they remind me a lot of... Uh, Dillinger Escape Plan. Yes. Um, and more specifically, the record that they did with Mike Patton. Yes, exactly. Um, it's very, it, like I was, it reminded me of that and also of Between the Buried and Me's mm-hmm. um, Alaska record. Like okay. just some of the, the random breakdowns in the the instrumentation and like the way that they started like structuring. There, that one like middle bit where it completely changes like was a, a very similar to a lot of like what between the buried and me does, which is not a bad thing. No, not at all. And and I'm I'm sure if we we do the uh, the family tree or something, we'll find that they've crossed paths. Uh, you know, a lot of those bands have kind of played together. Dillinger oh, yeah, Escape Plan is definitely one of the bands that always jumps out at me when they when they hit those crazy like chaotic breaks. Yeah, yeah, which makes me happy because anytime I can think about Dillinger Escape Plan <laughs> is a good time. True story. True story. That was awesome. Thank you for that. I appreciate. Look at we we did some swapping here tonight. I'll tell you, I haven't yeah. done I haven't listened to like good heavy stuff in a long time because I'm an old fuddy duddy now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I just want to listen to like singer songwriters from Iceland. Ooh. <laughs> oh boy, I'm not kidding. His name is Unius Myvant. If anybody is looking <laughs> for it, it's really good. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> This is again outside of my wheelhouse, but I did I did I did really enjoy this. Um it was it's it's hard not to move when listening to this. Like it's just impossible to sit here and listen to this tune and not at least bob your head once or twice. Like it's it's just got it's got some some really good rhythms in it. It's uh you know it is not my style of music, but it is it's very clear that it is very good at what it's doing. And uh I I I did really dig it and I appreciate you uh bring it to my attention. Yeah, no problem, man. Like I said, we this might be the only opportunity I can ever bring up Horse the Band in a way that makes sense and I don't sound like a fanatic. So I, I really took it. So I appreciate that. 
So I'm curious about their name. Like, do you think it's horse the band as in horse is a verb or horse colon the band? Yes. <laughs> Good answer. My favorite part of their Wikipedia page is that right below horse the band reads not to be confused confused with band of horses. Like, no, <laughs> not even close. <laughs> well, we're we're. That was uh, that was Matt's last uh, one of the evening, so we're gonna sure. move on to to my last track of the evening, and I guess this uh this was kind of inevitable is that we would be bringing up Brental Floss this evening, yeah, because yeah. he's a very yeah, uh, seems to be he's he's a very prolific one of these uh kinds of creators, and he does you know these great versions of uh video game songs with lyrics. Uh, this particular one is actually very special to me because I adore Super Mario Land with all of my heart and soul, particularly the soundtrack. It's one of my favorite Hip Tanaka soundtracks, and Hip Tanaka is one of my favorite composers uh, for, for video games ever. And this particular one is really, really, really nice because it's a, a kind of an acapella duet between Brental Floss and this other guy, David Bulmer. And it's basically about them arguing about whether or not Super Mario Land is any good. And <laughs> I am firmly on Dave's side of this argument. And the way he makes it is it 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 gets it pulls at my heartstrings every single time. Uh, I think this is just a, a magnificent track. So, uh, like here here it is: Super Mario Land with lyrics featuring Dave Bulmer by Brental Floss. Enjoy. Black and green, hold it in your hand, this Mario Land. In 1989, this came down the pipeline. Yeah, Mario's back. Out to save that crazy Princess Daisy By now he's sick of this Princess fake out Bullshit We creepy sprite Without Princess Peachy or Luigi But he has super balls Seriously, that's what they're called The quality dropped off Like some kind of Mario knockoff It clearly showed, man Since when did turtles explode, man? Oh, Brent, come on Aren't you a little bit nostalgic for this thing? Remember when it came out? Way back in the day All you had were three-frame LCD games Our journey's Cadillac of all but travel scrabble packs yes nes look best but to put this one next game in context it was a milestone year handheld gaming started here the point i'm framing is that the state of portable gaming was still just lawful this was a technical marvel yeah, Dave, so was the cotton gin, but I wouldn't take it with me in the car. Well, that doesn't make any sense. Neither does this game. Maybe, but Brent, flying heads. That displays a great imagination. <laughs> this game came, I presume, from an all-too-magic mushroom. The gameplay was lame. Hey, look, I know how Mario should go, oh, bro. This black sheep's really bad. You'll learn one day. Oh, thanks, Dad. But how my heart skips for eight bits on holiday car trips 
feelings are woken. Dave, buddy, what are you smoking? And can I have some? Love! I'm smoking love! I just think this game has earned a place on the shelf with the good Mario games, which is all of them, except Sunshine, obviously. Are you kidding? Sunshine's like the best one! What? You're a wazzock. What? You're a pillock! Come again? You're a git. Say what now? Oh, you're a son of a taint? Now you're talking. Key change, mofo. You got it. Here we go. Flawed, maybe so. Sure, it's sucked a tad, but it's all we had. It's got its charms and such. All right, maybe this much. The look was lame. Boy, it brought Mario to the Game Boy. Such a trendsetter. Either way, the sequel was better. Super Mario Land. Was great. <laughs> So that's Super Mario Land with lyrics uh, by Brandel Floss and Dave Ballmer. And uh, I, God, I love that song. <laughs> I love it so much. It's, it's so good. He's so yeah. clever, man. Yeah, he really is. He really is. I, I almost picked a Brentel Floss song, too. Actually, I forget which one at this point, but I almost picked one. There are a lot of really good ones yes. to go with. And yes. the, the thing is, uh, the one bit in this that's better with the visuals is the part where he's giving them all the British insults. Yeah. You know, calling him a, a, a wazik and a pillock and a git. Um, and Brent's confused. And then the last shot, when he says, you're a son of a taint, he's looking at a British to English dictionary. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's... Uh, it's j- I love Super Mario Land. Like I said, like this music means the world to me. And like that bit where he sings about, you know, eight bits and holiday car trips, like... God, that just sums this up so perfectly. Like, yeah, yeah it, this game was flawed. Like, the gameplay of this was pretty flawed, but it was still a lot of fun because it was it was portable Mario, and it's like this song encapsulates so much of the joy and wonder of playing Game Boy at that time. You know, like you had the you you either had like the the stupid Tiger LCD games that were like these little. Ugh. These games were all awful. They were terrible. Or, I still have a few floating around somewhere too. Or you had a Game Boy, and mm-hmm. you could play Tetris and Alleyway and Super Mario Land, and the 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 wonderful. I mean, this is the Birabuto Kingdom from uh, Hip Tanaka, and it's just such a great, great, great tune that's been covered marvelously by uh, um, a, lot, a lot of folks, including Banjo Gaiali and uh, Smooth McGroove. Somebody else I almost picked for this episode but there's only so much so much time in the day uh yeah i i love every 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 piece of this it's uh it's cleverly done yeah no it it really is and like that's what's always um struck me about the all of brental floss's stuff is that it's it's just so like there's so much love that is behind it you know even when he's kind of trashing the game a little bit like there there's just this unbelievable amount of love in the stuff that he does and it is incredibly clever and it is by far the best mario music that there is (laughs) super mario land soundtrack is better than than any other mario soundtrack Hmm. 
We've had this discussion before, and I have a hard time arguing with it because it is. <laughs> I, I don't know if I can flat out say that it is objectively better, but it is my favorite. Of uh, it's probably my favorite of any Super Mario soundtrack because it's 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 incredible, and Hip Tanaka is incredible, and. I mean, like they said in the song, uh, the the sequel was better. Like, yes, gameplay wise, and most in most respects, Mario Land Two was better, but vastly inferior to uh, Hip Tanaka's Super Mario Land soundtrack. Uh, no, uh, no offense to the 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 cool music in there, but I mean, come on, man, Super Mario Land soundtrack is great. What's fun is a uh, David Balmer is a uh, you know he's he's British, I believe, and. Uh, it's uh or he's doing a really good accent yeah <laughs> well they do it online uh the, the whole thing in this video is that the, like he's david calls up brent on the on like skype or something and they're they're having this argument via a uh a laptop well there's there's a kind of a sequel to this where they did a uh ocarina of time which that i almost picked <laughs> that one is brilliant but i like this one better um but that one is super brilliant and brent actually flew out there to film part of it oh nice because <laughs> there's this little bit where they the culmination is the two of them arguing sing singing arguing in a in a room about how uh ocarina of time is either a travesty or awesome so <laughs> so yeah there we go that's that is in my opinion the the best of brental floss so uh we're gonna the last track before we, you know obviously we're gonna do a, a play out but last track we're gonna flat out discuss this evening is one of the best final tracks that one could possibly ask for um which is why uh dan is in the position that he is because we we had to finish on this one so so dan why don't you talk about it because i only make good choices chris it's true you <laughs> only make good choices <laughs> boy oh boy so uh yeah well and you know i'm i'm exceedingly humble it's ridiculous. Um, so the the version that we're going to listen to, correct me if I'm wrong, Chris, is the Jonathan Colton version of the song. Correct. Right? This is off of his album, Artificial Heart. Okay. So Jonathan Colton is, um, well, he's a national treasure. Um, he is a singer-songwriter, comedian. Um, he is the musical uh, accompaniment for Ask Me Another, um, NPR's weekly quiz and puzzle show hosted by Ophira Eisenberg, um, which is just fantastic. If you are not a fan of Ask Me Another on NPR, you really, really should be. Um, but he is also um, incredibly popular in the video game world for having written songs for uh, a couple of Valve titles Mm. Uh, that you may have heard of, that you may have played before. That we may have um, talked about on this show already. We may have already brought up one of his songs. Um, he has written for uh, Left for Dead 2, um, but he has also written both of the closing songs to Portal and Portal 2. Well, now. Now, we are usually used to hearing him do this um, or hearing these songs uh, as Gladys singing them. Yeah. Um, but here, this one uh, is, is done in his own voice, right? He plays this sh when he goes out and, like, plays shows and whatever. Like, he does the Portal songs. Yeah, um, absolutely. And this one was actually just a regular track on, on his album, Artificial yeah. Heart. And it's it's a different arrangement, too. It's it's really, really cool. It's a little different, but it is, uh, it is amazing. So, uh, without further ado, Jonathan Colton... Want you gone. Well, here we are again.
It's always such a pleasure Remember when you tried to kill me twice And how we laughed and laughed Except I wasn't laughing Under the circumstances I've been chuckling at You want your freedom taken That's what Was a lot like you, maybe not quite as heavy. Now little Carolyn is in here too. The day they woke me up, so I could live forever. Such a shame, the same will never happen to you. You've got your short side life wrapped. That's what counting. Did you think I meant you? It would be funny if it weren't so sad You have been replaced I don't need anyone now If I delete you, maybe I'll stop feeling so bad Go make some new disaster That's what counting You Gone by Jonathan Colton off of his album Artificial Heart, originally from the ending credits to Portal 2, one of the most magnificent games and perpetual Game of the Year winner of all the stars game. <laughs> the the <laughs> consistent winner of the Tiffany Ryan Portal Game of the Year award uh, for Portal 2. Portal 2. Um, who, who would have seen that coming? Who? Uh, I mean, it's, it's a fierce competition every year, mm. yet somehow Portal 2 comes out on top. Every um, single time. What a Cinderella story. God, that's story. so good. The, it, Jonathan it's Colton, so good. he had the impossible yes. task of following up Still Alive. Mm-hmm. Because Still Alive ex- exploded. It just it took over the internet because it was, not only was it an amazing song, but it was an amazing experience. Finishing Portal and then having the villain sing you a gorgeous little song <laughs> at the end was incredible. It was It's one of the most memorable video game experiences I've ever had. It was. I didn't even know about Portal until that song like i heard the song first and was like what the hell is this and went back (laughs) i had a semi similar experience i was big into rock band and they offered still alive for free and i was like that's a free song but at the same time i was playing portal one so i hadn't beaten it yet so i played through you know still alive on rock band i was like that's a weird little song and then i beat (laughs) portal i was like Oh man, <laughs> that's awesome! Yeah, <laughs> see, I my experience with it was I was following Portal for a long time. Like as, as soon as I saw the first you know trailer for it at E3, I was like, I can't play that game. I can't think like that. I don't understand it. Mm-hmm. And um, it eventually, I, I was able to avoid pretty much everything about it for uh, a, a long time until I was able to finally play it on um, 
the the orange box when it was released on 360. Mm-hmm. I was I I did yes. not know. I knew that there was something special about the end credits. That's all I knew. And there was like there was something musical that happened at the end of, at the end of the game and it had something to do with the end credits. So I was completely blindsided when I finished the game and Gladys started singing me that song. <laughs> I was completely amazed by it. I'm just sitting there with the controller in my hand having just finished playing one of the best games I've ever played in my life and now this incredible song is playing. And when they announced Portal 2, it was like, all right, well, I mean, are they going to do that again? Like, they kind of have to, but at the same time, that's... But you kind of can't. How could you? you? Yeah, you can't recreate that. And they didn't recreate that. No. Um, it's, it's clearly not the same magic, but it's this song is at least as good as Still Alive. It's, it's an amazing, amazing song, and... I mean, I love the sentiment behind the song, like the fact that the villain of this game is just tired of fighting you and just wants you to leave. I just want you to. <laughs> I just want you gone. The there's fact. a uh, there's a really beautiful. Um, if you just go on YouTube and search up um, "Want You Gone," kinetic typography, which is something that I am way into. Like, I like kinetic typography when done it's right. The, Oh my god, when it's done right, it's the best thing. There's a V for Vendetta one that is just absolutely incredible. It's V speech with uh, vermissile, villati- whatever the hell he says. Um, it's fa- fantastic. But there, there is a kinetic typo- typography for Want You Gone that is um, it, it's stunning. It is, it is beautifully done. And oh, it, it almost makes the song better which is kind of crazy. Like it takes a, 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 this amazing song and then you watch it with this video and you're like, this is, this is the perfect way to experience this. It is so fantastic. I love listening to this version of it because it's just kind of cool to hear. I mean, cause it's essentially Jonathan Colton covering his own song, you know, which is awesome. <laughs> yeah. There's just something pretty wild about that. And he nails it. Like it's th- this song is, has got a crazy r- vocal range and he, he hits it. He just right on top of it. And I, I think his, I think this version of it, the, the arrangement of it is very, very nice. I love the weird drums that are in there. They're kind of like very out of tune, nasty, uh, hollow sounding drums that are in there. Like it's, yeah. it's just a really, really cool rendition. I, I love it. Speaking of uh, kind of bringing things all the way around again, I don't listen to the track, so I didn't know this was coming. So in bringing up Gladys and the, the end credits to, to portal, portal one, this is a very pleasant surprise. Dan, for you, I think you already know this, though, because you you guys are Portal fans. <clears throat> when you fight Gladys for the first time, there's three television screens. One of the television mm-hmm. screens is voiced by Mike Patton. I did not realize that. Yeah. No kidding. Yep. I don't That's know who awesome. Mike Patton is. Oh, um, sorry. <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> You don't need, if you don't know by now, yeah. Chris, you, you obviously Mike, don't. Mike Patton's most that. famously known for being the lead singer of Faith No More, Mr. Bungle. Oh, uh, okay. Most and things like that. He's, he's actually a vocal, I guess, talent. He does voice. Which one does work. he do? He does he the, the ang- he's, he's the I was just going to say, is he the angry one? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so fantastic that that's him. So I think it's funny that you brought up Dillinger Escape Plan with Mike Patton, and here we are again. Just like <laughs> and time- here we are. Yeah, tying it and all just, up, man. I love it. Now I'm going to have to go listen to Angel Dust when we're done. Yep. Um, which is the most perfect record that's ever been recorded. Mm, I'll <sighs> venture to, to get on that boat with you. Yeah, all right. Good. I feel like I feel like we're making some connections here tonight, man. I think, Matt. So. I I think, think this might be a match, now, brother. <laughs> from now on, yes, I swiped left. 
Um, is that the way you're supposed to swipe? I don't know. I don't is know Is that either. good or bad? I don't know. I'm married, so. So, so you all know the, the joy of this is I only know Matt because of Dan. I know. And for some reason, these two are having a connection, <laughs> but they're the ones that know each other. <laughs> did we just make another connection on this show? I think we did. Oh, it's a beautiful world we live in. Sometimes things come together in this mishmash of nonsense. The Wave Back these, Podcast, bringing people together. These little pockets of joy. Mm, like a Triforce. Like a Triforce of awesome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, no, this, this is, I, I mean, it's, it's just fantastic. And, like, the crazy thing about Jonathan Colton is that he's one of those guys that, like, you have seen him, like, in movies and TV shows, like he he's done stuff, and you're like, oh, it's a it's a that guy, and then you realize like he's done the, all this other stuff that's fantastic. Yeah, he's done just so many great things, including a, a lot of really really great music. I mean, his cover of "Baby Got Back" is. Mm. <laughs> mm. Hey, remember that time Glee stole that from him? Mm-hmm. That was messed up. For for the for the record, Glee, Glee can go pound sand. Yeah, Glee did a, <laughs> a a cover of Jonathan Colton's version of Baby Got Back, and they didn't give him credit for it. And when he called them out on it, he was just like, "Ah, oh, you should just be happy." That well, first I think they denied it. They were like, "No, this isn't your version. It could be anyone's." Hmm. And even if it was, you should just be happy. But there's a line in there where they say Johnny C's in trouble. Like, yeah, they sang that. That's yeah. Jonathan Colton. You. Yeah, Bastards. knuckleheads. Joe Coco crazy. Uh, <laughs> he's fantastic. He uh, really is. It, it, it's 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 a great song to hear Gladys, quote unquote Gladys, do because you know it's it's got it's digital and and you know in in the context of the game it's awesome. But to hear the creator just sing it, you know, regular voice, just as a regular song, it's just as fantastic too. They both uh, they both hold a, a great place in <clears throat> in art. I guess, but fantastic. They really do, though. I mean, they really do. Like those those songs are are so out of control. Great. Yes. Yeah. They're they're just unbelievably well written, and it's it's freakish how much how much really great music Jonathan Colden is capable of farting out. Like when he did the song a week albums, mm-hmm. like like I was pissed at him. Like how dare you be this good on a weekly basis? <laughs> like, yeah. I can't do this. I can't even kind of do this. No, we tried. <laughs> We did. It didn't work. No. <laughs> Wait, what? Dan and I were in a band together. It was great. What did you do, the Dan? Best band ever. Uh, guitars and backup vocals sometimes. Mm-hmm. Well, and Chris, you played guitar, sometimes drums, sometimes and vocals. Oh, and here and I bongos. am. A, here I am, a bass player. Okay. Oh well. Oh man. Oh. <laughs> Things are things are coming together. Things are coming together, except us geographically. <laughs> four four squares back. <laughs> Gonna call it five square. <laughs> I love it. Oh, inside oh, baseball, ladies and gentlemen. I'll tell you what. This was an enjoyable experience. I I am so happy that I had this idea. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Because Chris could take all the credit he wants. This was totally my idea to do this on the show tonight. That's true. Just oh, this, this was a uh, this was Dan's idea. I was Man. talking about Creator Month, and Dan said we should do a wave back. And here are my three songs. And I'm pretty sure none of the three songs you originally picked are the three that were here on this episode because it was like 
I don't know, two months ago or something. Uh, it might have been. It might have been. <laughs> I don't know, man. Except, no, you did want once you gone. That was like one of the first ones you picked. I don't know. Regardless, uh, I'm I'm glad you suggested it, and I'm glad you finally made it onto the show because this was a this was a hoot. I had an absolute <laughs> blast. All right, everyone, that's our show. Join us next time when uh, it's going to be my pick once again. And I have decided that since there is a fresh new Kirby game on the horizon, there is no better time to cover our very first Kirby game on the show. And I was originally going to go with Kirby's Dream Land, the first one in the series, because I do like to kind of start at the beginning and work our way through. But I've decided that I would rather pick my very favorite game in the series, Kirby's Adventure for NES. Uh, it's got a really, really great soundtrack and has some wonderful pieces in it. And it's it's going to be a good time. As always, we'd love to hear everyone's thoughts and memories of the video games we discussed here today, uh, or in this case, the video game things that we discussed here today. Uh, and you can do so on the Waveback Facebook page. Just search for Waveback on Facebook, and you'll find out more information about our next games, as well as a nice, convenient place to talk about them. Of course, you can always still send us an email at mail.ek.com. And while you're at it, check out all our social media channels, which you should totally follow, like, and subscribe to if you haven't already. And be sure to check out all the other great content we have on our site over at geekade.com. Uh, Dan, do you have any final words for, for folks as our special guest this evening? Man, that's a lot of pressure, Chris. Um, is there anything you do on a regular basis that you would like to promote? <laughs> yeah, I write about wrestling every Ooh. week and have for like, what are we going on, three years now? At Something least like 30 that. years. At least three years of reasons that I love wrestling and you should too, especially this past week with the Golden Lovers, Kenny Omega and Kota Ibushi reuniting bullet club is fine but they've reunited and it feels so good i also write about uh i pair once a month um a this year we are focusing on independent games and independent beers so it's a craft beer and a video game and it's sometimes rather difficult to come up with the <laughs> nonsense that i write about but somehow it always seems to work out and there always seems to be a through line to connect the two things and i'm I'm actually legitimately very proud of them. So check those out and share them around. And Matt, where can, where can people find more of the things that you do as well? Uh, right here at geekade.com. I'm obviously I'm with Chris and the wave back every so often. And uh, I do ring the bell weekly, which doesn't come out weekly. Um, <laughs> so that's always fun, but it always comes out in a week. So yeah, I think it works. Yeah, there's 52 in a year, weeks, not episodes. And uh, we always manage to find a week where we could put a show out. It is my favorite thing Geek Aid does. I'm not even kidding. Like, I'm not uh -huh. even saying that because you're on the show right now. It is literally my favorite thing that is on our website. It I, is. I appreciate that. So funny. It is the best so wrestling show that nobody watches, and it is a tragedy. I Seriously, agree it is disgusting. It should be gigantic. It is. Well, you know, phenomenal. I, I, I wish I could come back every week and have better news, you know, that we're picking up or something. But, uh, you know, it is what it is, man. We we love doing it, which I think shows in every episode. And I think ultimately what it boils down to is everybody that watches us um, really, really loves it. So we have our, our diehard following and we, we do it for you guys who find it funny because your humor is our humor. And, you know, at the end of the day, when someone like Dan or, you know, uh, Matt much or, or Chris will say like really funny episode. I'm like, awesome, man. Thanks. You know, somebody's watching it other than me and Jr. <laughs> <laughs> Always a good feeling. <laughs> and big shout out to Jr. Love that guy. Why? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I like his wife better. Yes, I do too. 
<laughs> she's, she's so much great. better than him. This is that it's actually all of it is her fault. It really is, actually. Well, on that note, uh, we're going to play you out tonight with a song by a creator who's been uh, one of my favorites now for, for years and years, Mr. Banjo Guy Ali. Uh, like I said earlier, we recently interviewed him on the Stone Age Gamer podcast, and as of this recording, this is his most recent work. This is a cover of the uh, Elecman stage from Mega Man 1. It's probably my favorite track from that game. Um, you've probably heard me gush on and on about how much I love that track about when we covered Mega Man 1 here on Waveback. Uh, and if you don't, then you should go back and listen to that episode because it was quite good. But um, <laughs> Ollie's, Ollie's a great guy. He is a great, great guy. He's super fun to talk to. Um, listen to his episode of Stone Age Gamer and just, just listen to his accent. He's just super fun to listen to. Uh, he's, he's based in Ireland. He's an insanely talented uh, musician and he does really really solid covers of video game tunes including this one right here which like i said before is his newest one so uh enjoy it and uh thank you very much for listening to our show thank you dan for joining us and uh until next time have a good night